Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Miss Ebony Shree, here with Thrift Stores and Coffee Shops. And it's a lovely Sunday in the beginning of May, where April showers bring May flowers. Uh, so happy that you could join me today on this beautiful Sunday. I hope you're enjoying yourself. You've had your Sunday brunch. Now you're coffee or tea, and you're enjoying a restful weekend after church service. If you went today, God bless you. If you did not, still God bless you. Sometimes I attend Bedside Baptist or sometimes I go to online service. So I'm not here to judge you. Definitely not what I'm here to do. Um, but I wanted to come on here to talk today about, uh, I would say, an issue that has been persisting, let's say, longer than the last four years. Uh, but uh, it's just been Something that's been on my heart, and I might have brushed on the topic uh, politely um, on one of the segments, and just I talked about, you know, a little bit of a misrepresentation. One of my podcast segments work is being inclusive and just loving one another, despite what we look like or our background or where we come from, and just learning how to unify. Um, in God, in the body of Christ, if you are a Christian and you're here listening today. Uh, but something God has really placed on my heart, and maybe it's because of the damage that has been done uh, between uh, race, races and uh, the just the tragedies that have taken place in our country regarding race and race relations and seeming to be so much happening. Uh, justice is being served in some instances while there is no justice being served, and some elite have been pushing a certain kind of agenda regarding black, white, and while others are still just like so, like I'd say, disengaged from the topics. I myself am trying to be in a stance of what God wants and what He's saying and what He's doing because, as a human being, we all have emotions and they. Uh, attached to our feelings and sometimes that those things will lead us in a direction that God doesn't necessarily want us to go. So it's imperative that I stay prayed up and then I stay uh, guided in what God wants me to say and what he wants me to do. But I just would like to speak from my heart today regarding it um, as it's become more evident that the enemy, you know, the powers that be that we cannot see but we do see at work, even in our country today, uh, doesn't want God's people to come together and he doesn't want people of any race, relation, um, or gender, for that matter, to come together. I think the more that we're divided, uh, the more we can't stand. And the word of God talks about how it's divided, not stand. And I'll post the scripture in the link box, but uh, we need to really think about what we got going on here and how we can associate ourselves with one another and how to love one another amidst the mess that's going on and how to disengage ourselves from being distant from one another because the more we see um, one race doing one thing to another race, the more we become more fragile uh, and we kind of start to lose heart, you know, and lose hope in the fact that there can any be there can ever be change. And I don't think God wants us to do that. I think he wants us to be strong in the Lord, be strong and courageous. I just read Deuteronomy today, that scripture about being strong and courageous. Uh, I think it was in, uh, I know Joshua, uh, 
Joshua 9, verse 1. I think it's 1 and 9. Excuse me. I'm getting my scripture up, y'all. Sorry. Uh, I actually wear a bracelet that has Joshua 1 and 9 on it. Yeah, Joshua 1 and 9. It's on the inside of my bracelet that I wear every day. Uh, be strong and courageous. You know, talks about the Lord our God is with us. Um, and my bracelet says, be strong, be brave, be fearless. You're never alone. Those are things that I know I need to remember. Shout out to my girl, Haley, getting that for my birthday last year. Appreciate her so very much because sometimes you got to remember that. Um, but I love when the word um, repeats itself regarding uh, certain scriptures. Uh, Joshua 1 and 9 talks about being strong and courageous, but it's Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. I always want to say do the right thing. <laughs> when I think of Deuteronomy, but Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. How comforting are those words, right? Especially in a time like this, even though it feels like, God, have you forgotten us? Have you forsaken us? He says, no, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Now, who is them? I'm going to ask you who's the them in your life. Is this somebody on your job who you can't stand? Is it that white guy that keeps uh, egging you on at the post office? Every time you go in there, he just has an attitude because he just doesn't like the way you look. You could be a lady or a gentleman, you know. Um, or is it just the fact of the matter that there's so much going on in the media, in the society today that we're seeing it and it's pissing us off? You know, the more you consume it, the more it's going to make you upset. So are you really being strong and courageous as far as guarding your heart, because the Bible talks about that. I just feel like for me, as someone that grew up around culture and actually didn't really experience institutionalized racism and outward outlandish racism until I got to college, not to say that it didn't exist in my life, I was just, I, was, I guess I was just immune to it because I wasn't experiencing it at a high level. I grew up in Seattle, Washington, where it was fairly diverse, and Seattle was pretty diverse in its way, in its own way. Um, yes, a lot of places are like predominantly white, but um, I think I was about culture, so I understood where everybody came from. I, was, I grew up around Asians. I grew up around biracial children, youth, young people, uh, Filipinos, Asian, from Chinese to Japanese to, um, I don't know, you name it, any type of Asian, Pacific Islanders, um, Samoans, Tongans, um, you know, uh, probably some Hawaiians mixed in there, you know, people just of all different races. I, you know, my, my groups that I hung out with were always different from me, you know, went to a predominantly Asian, Caucasian, and mixed, you know, and Black high school, and so I was always around people that were different from me, and for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it's just where I grew up. Being in Seattle, I feel like parents were a lot more integrative, depending upon how they were raised, because I think a lot of mixed couples couples up here had mixed children. Um, a lot of us worked together, you know, went to school together. So we just kind of learned how to find a camaraderie in being together, you know, from always eating Asian food. Like, that's why I love Asian food so much, because I grew up with it, around it. You know, I come from a Black family, but um, I love Asian food. We have one. It's like Asian food in Seattle is like the Starbucks on every corner here. 
that's how much Asian food is in Seattle. And I think it's because a lot of immigrants have come here from different cultures in different countries, excuse me, not just cultures, but different countries, especially like China, um, Japan, you know, just different places. Um, a lot of people do not just meet on the base. <laughs> Because I know a lot of times a lot of Asian people get that, you know, shout out to my Asians. I know all of y'all don't meet. There's couples on the base. I don't know why people think that. But that's like a horrible stereotype. It's like, can people just meet, you know, in person and fall in love? Like, <laughs> they got to meet on the base, <laughs> you know. But, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes out there. They're kind of funny, but they're just like not true. But I think, I think people find stereotypes funny too, because some of it, is based off of true things that events that have happened. But I think overall, you can't overgeneralize that for one culture. We got to stop doing that. All of us. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are, like I was saying, integrated to Seattle from, you know, a lot of Asian con- countries. And so from Asia itself, but. Um, and so that's why we have a flood of people here from um particular culture and so which is a beautiful thing i grew up with a lot of asians and i love my p9s man shout out to y'all too like just i don't know i just i grew up with a lot of different people so find um love um and how to like yeah i don't know it's a beautiful thing when you can find yourself like learning about another culture their food you know i love to eat food um I don't know the way that they dance. You know, I'll never forget when I went to a friend at the time. Her, uh, I think it was an engagement party. It wasn't even the wedding. It was a um, Eritrean engagement party. And I went, I was invited. And it was so funny because me and my friend's mom was like wearing the same shoes. It was just so funny. And I had planned to wear a different pair of shoes that were heels. But me and her mom ended up having the same shoes. <laughs> like you're wearing my mom's shoes i was like oh my god i know but her mom has style obviously it was all right it was just funny there were these flat gold shoes but anyways like but just to see the culture and the dance and the circle and me doing the little i don't know what it's called but y'all know y'all retreating and you know how much i made until that shoulder move i was like yeah, it'll work it was just so much fun I had never been to an actual event like that before though i've eaten ethiopian and um, Eritrean food, you know, from the culture itself. And I, you know, learned a lot about like different language that they spoke, whether it's Tigrinya or um, I can't even think of the other one. Sorry. Starts with a T, but I'm um, mind blanks, but uh, brain fart. But yeah, just being there really taught me a lot about culture and how we all have similarities, even though we're different, you know, different styles of dance, different walks of life. But clearly we have similarities because I ended up wearing her mama's shoes. <laughs> I got on my bras. So, you know, it's just like that was a similarity we shared. And a lot of times people uh, mistake me for Abasha. Like, I always be asking people, are you Abasha? They'd be like, are you? I'd be like, no. But you guys are beautiful. I always get mistaken to be Abasha. Maybe that's just God's plan for me to look like them because and I'm supposed to do with their culture. You never know, but um, I think it's a beautiful thing. But anyways, um, just saying all that to say, um, I think we just got to be more conscious. I think aware. Um, 
I think everybody's just trying to find something to grip onto as far as their culture is concerned and being heard and being seen and being validated, which I find to be an okay thing, but I think not to the point where we start to just see ourselves and not other people, you know, because one thing I find in doing that is we get so caught up in ourselves and our flesh, speaking from aspect of it and uh, that I think we start to forget about the whole mission of life and our purpose and why we're supposed to read people like when Jesus came and died he didn't just die for black lives he didn't just die for white people he didn't die for um, Christian only you know he died that we all might be saved you know, it's a conversion that needs to happen. And I think it starts with the heart. And so Jesus died for everybody, even the sinner, even the people that actually killed him, you know, murdered him and put him on a cross, came in blood and died for them. So what makes you think that we ourselves don't have to have the heart like his son, God's son, Jesus, to love one another and to be obedient to God's word and pray for your enemies? You know, we want to do more hurt to other people that hurt us then we do want to help heal them too and i've been guilty of it and what i've learned in this walk with christ is we don't do things for ourselves you submit your whole life to christ when you said yes to jesus you didn't just say yes to letting go of your own way and just following jesus you say yes to every aspect of the word of god if that's what you believe and you can't cherry pick the parts of the bible that you want to read or want to apply to your life you must apply it even though the New Testament has came, even though the new, you know, the new covenant was established through Jesus and wait, what is talked about in Galatians of the old law being washed away, we didn't have to do all those things like sacrifice. You know, we don't have to do that now, like sacrifice lambs and all that different stuff. But I feel like our life is a sacrifice. You must give up something in order to gain something. So in essence, it's not that much different. We just don't have to do those old things anymore because of Jesus. But we still need to not be cheating on our spouse. We still need to, you know, follow the Ten Commandments. You know what I'm saying? Don't that, that was old law, right? Don't kill, don't steal, don't cheat. You know, don't don't shed innocent blood. You know, stop judging one another in a harshly way. That's you know, before looking at yourselves, you know, Matthew talks about that or it talks about that in the Gospels, you know, there's not unless you be judged. I think righteous judgment is important. We must judge, but we not not in a way where it's like hypocritical judgment that you're not even looking at yourself before you just look at somebody else or tell them the truth or hold them accountable. Iron does sharpen iron, but boo boo. We all know what judge not mean. That don't judge means, you know, in the right context, right? So I think a lot of times we just have to really take a look at ourselves and I would challenge you that's listening today. Are we really have, do we really have the heart of Jesus concerning our brothers and sisters? You know, I lived in Seattle most of my life and I went to school in Portland, Oregon, which was three hours away from Seattle. When I tell you Portland was a who, <laughs> that's all you Portlanders out there listening to the podcast and those in Oregon, like, it wasn't that much different from Seattle, but it was a little different, you know, because there were more people out there that was a little bit more free. I think Seattle was still a little bit more contained and reserved, even though much more liberal and still free in the way that they think. Uh, you know, Seattle is not really a group think place, even though they all a lot of people have very liberal views out here, kind of more scattered, you know, with all of that. But 
Portland is a lot like independent hippie, like, <laughs> you know, but still cultured. You know, I find that Portland, even now when I read the um, articles that come up on my phone about Portland, it's like, there's a lot going on there with the protests and um, a lot of stuff happening there than it is Seattle. You know, I just recently read an article that over like around 200 police officers in Seattle alone have resigned in the last year. That's very sad. Some retired, you know, so it's time for them to move forward. But to lose those that many cops from the force is kind of mind blowing. In one year, I think they got tired. <laughs> it's a lot to take in as an officer. You know, shout out to Officer Cookie. You know, who was a long standing she excuse me, she's not an officer no more. She was an officer when I was a little girl. She's deputy. She's an amazing woman, beautiful African American woman who actually was in our community, immersed in our community. She would be at the events. Um, beautiful nails. I'll never forget her. She always had her makeup done and bomb nails, like nineties style nails. She would have peaky punch color nails, she would have red nails. The woman was down laid down, honey. Always slay. You know, I was talking about slay back in the 90s, and she still looks good today. I haven't seen her recently, but, you know, when we say things to people from the police force taken off, it's just like people talking about defund the police. It's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So you're going to be the one responsible for uh, making sure that somebody is arrested if they're stealing from a store. You're going to be the one responsible for, I mean, our tax dollars pay for this for a reason. You're going to be the responsible one for taking out somebody if they come up to your house unannounced. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, we need the police people. Let's stop acting like we need to. We're not living in this crazy world where we're trying to run everything as citizens. There's a reason why there's laws, rules, regulations, and establishments on Earth for, for, for our safety as well. You know, I don't believe in that. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of people have their own mindset regarding that. But I'm like I'm saying, if you're a Christian, what does a God say? What is the truth of the matter? We need establishment and rules and orders and boundaries because without it, people will be running amok. <laughs> Imagine your child being somebody trying to take your child in broad daylight. There's no police around to help you with that situation, to chase them down. Imagine if some other person pulled out a gun on your son and he's out there and it wasn't the police that pulled out a gun, but it was just some random person bystander and there was no police around. You go get it, nine times out of ten, you probably won't have a gun on you to save your son from that situation. So just think about it. Like stupid stuff that people say on social media and people are trying to back this stuff up. I'm sorry, my tax dollars don't go to just Uncle Sam. They go to my community as they should because everybody needs to be taken care of in the community. So things of that nature, like we're getting to the point in time where we're trying to be in this new revolution, new revolutionary uh, society social social construct we needed to be like this and it's like let's think about it let's be wise in our dealings now let's be really thinking about how we're going to be running our community because a lot of y'all can't even do certain things right and you're trying to talk about the the police you can't even do this that or the third and there's no order in your own home so how are you going to try to bring no order out into the community you know boo Mm -mm. i mean just sat down You know, it's like things are necessary. There's things put in place for a reason because we have people in the country that literally are doing raggedy things and they need to be sat down and put behind bars. You know, I'm I'm not for the movement of that. And I, I just have to say that again. But I mean, there's a reason for things that are in place, like I said. And I think we got to get to a point where we really start to think logically and spiritually and 
with wisdom and with knowledge. You know, you got to have street smarts, boo, but you got to have Bible smarts and book smarts. That's one thing that we all must have. And I think we got to start reading. We need to start understanding different cultures. We need to understand, you know, the way in which our society does run, how the community runs, how our states run. Every state is different. A lot of you guys listen from different states. My state laws where I live is maybe a little different from where you live. And you need to look at that. Look into the laws regarding schools, your children. You know, how are your kids going to be impacted in the future if you don't have children? I have to think about that. how we vote matters, you know, um, and, you know, the last election that we had was a lot going on, you know, those of you that participated in it, you know, you know that there was a lot to take in, um, you know, we really didn't find out, you know, about some things until a couple of days later, which I found to be rather odd, but I won't go into detail on this particular podcast about that, but there was just a lot to take in in that. And my, my urge to you was that I hope my prayer is that you really did pray about your selection and you really did pray after it. And you really are praying now. And you're praying also about, you know, the laws and the rules and regulations and the executive orders that are being shifted and changed or put aside. You know, I'll talk about in a podcast to come about what's happening, you know, with our children and how there are a lot of things being skated over now that the new president is in office, you know, that I haven't seen him actually take into account, which with with the last president, he actually did look into those things. And it's hard to like, there's harder from one to the other as one may not be in office right now. And another is, you know, there's new orders coming in, but we have to think about the orders that were in place before and which ones are shifting. I will really encourage you to go and look those up because I think a lot of time we, we may vote blindly without knowledge, but because of our emotions we'll vote. And that's what the society wants us to do and media wants us to do and the political parties want us to do a lot of the times, but God wants us to vote with wisdom and with the spiritual backing and what is based on the word of God. You can say you disagree, but I know what God tells me and I know what I sh- I see and I know what he shows me. We can't vote based off our emotions because emotions will run what? Reckless. And our decisions can run reckless if we're not voting with wisdom or we're not using wisdom to make decisions. We know that in our personal lives when we go the opposite way of what God told us to do, how we go into destruction. The Bible talks about the paths that we take. That path can be applied to how you vote too. Your children are going to be affected by the voting. Who's in office? You know, there's a lot going on. I've been seeing articles about theft left and right. You know, these young men, you know, were about to steal from Chick-fil-A, which is an amazing business. You know, I lived in Georgia for some time. And bro, when I tell you every Chick-fil-A I ever went to was always busy because our customer service was on 10 and the service was on, on 10 as well. The chicken was always on point. The fries were always hot. I mean, just like, how can you want to even steal from a business? And these were not just regular employees working in the store. They had major roles like managers and directors of hospitality. So I'm just like, why are you just even engaged with even wanting to steal from that that place? A blessed business that's blessing you to be there, the blessing to be there, and then you're going to steal from there? I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's just too much going on. That ain't the first, uh, that's not the first article that I read about people stealing, you know, from companies and doing stuff that's kind of raggedy and jagged. I'm like, what's going on? What is wrong with people? 
I like to stay afloat, though I'm not always in the news and I don't always read the news. I get articles on my phone and some things that I'm interested in, I'll read some things that I don't need to even go into. I won't. But the fact of the matter is, there's just been a lot of division. And I think God really wants us to take our time and really think about the things that we're involving ourselves with and committing to as far as uh, making allegiance with um, not just social media influencers, but like our missions, you know, our organizations, the organizations that are in place and like what God is doing as opposed to what man is doing. Because if it's not aligning with the will of God, meaning one body, one body, many parts, according to Corinthians, first Corinthians 12, I think we talked about that as discovering your gifts and I've posted some of those scriptures. It's not having to do with that. God's kingdom coming, his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. If it doesn't have to be, if it's not incongruent with the four, the four gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospels, uh, what many men did in the word and women did in the word. Um, if it just doesn't align with Christ, then you need to ask yourself, do you need to be involved? If the mission is not, Jesus's mission and you're a Christian, you need to ask yourself do you need to be involved. If it's not loving your neighbor as yourself, praying for your enemies and doing unto others as they would have you do they do unto you, then you probably don't want to be in line with that mission. It's stealing, killing, looting, <laughs> looting, killing, jabbing, stabbing, you probably don't want to be a part of that. Because it goes against the word of God. Yes, there will be rooms of war. Yes, there are going to be wars. Yes, you probably have people and families that are in the military right now. Um, we have to fight. It's as a part of life. People say, well, there needs to be no more war. Honey, the Bible talks about there's going to be time for wars. There's going to be time for peace. <laughs> the Bible said it. It's going to happen. And back in the day, they were fighting. I mean, David fought, you know. Uh, else fought Gideon. You know, they were taking how many to flight? <laughs> how many could put 2,000 to flight? People were fighting in the word. Like, we were doing it back then. They're gonna have to do it now. It's a part of it because they have it. We have an enemy, you know, and we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But there's principalities in high and wicked things in high places. So we're battling the spirits, but in the spirit we're praying and we're fighting in the spirit with our gifts and talents and things that God uses to help combat those negative things. But we're also have to fight in the flesh, you know. Sometimes you do have to fight in the flesh. It's a part of life. It, it is what it is, you know, because there's evil in the world. Without evil, we wouldn't have to deal with it. But because we are, because sin entered to the picture, but with Jesus, we can do all things. But unfortunately, you know, there's just going to be time to, there's going to be times where we just got to have to fight. There's going to be times where we just have to do things that we not be comfortable doing because we live in this world and because they're evil people. They're just people that really want to damage the lives of others. We see this with the coronavirus. Whether you agree with it or not, I really do believe it was a self-imposed man-made coronavirus and um, that was put into the people starting in a certain place and ending up in another one, which didn't take for very long for it to spread like wildfire and it killed a lot of people. And um, that's my belief. You don't have to agree with me. Uh, I guess I can call myself a little bit of conspiracy theorist, but I believe in Revelation, the Bible. <laughs> so that's all I'm enough conspiracy for all of us, you know. 
And I also believe in Isaiah, and I believe what the prophet says in the word of God. And I do believe that there is prophetic words that have gone forth in this time and in this generation, whether you want to agree with it or not, whether you believe in prophecy or not, that's up to you. I've talked about prophecy on this multiple times, and that's something for you to go and ask God about and look into it for yourself, because those things must come into pass. Those things must be in order. Those things must be spoken about, because it's a part of what God has used for his children to know what is to come. And it's actually a beautiful thing that we do know so that we can know how to prepare. This has been another segment with Ebony Cherie here on Good Stories and Coffee Shops. I thank you for listening in from all over the world and all over the states. Appreciate your love and support. And I'll be back with you soon. Bye.